does not begin with people it begins with you first and it begins with discovering what I call your personal leadership whenever there is an invitation for people to attend a leadership event or to participate in a leadership conference like this most people respond to that invitation with the attitude that that is not for me that response is proof that your culture has done an excellent job in canceling who you are my real love is people like you small groups committed to intensive transformation who believe that this is for you i expected you i expected you and only you and only you. jesus didn't like crowds why because he understand big crowds he was suspicious he was willing to go alone not large meetings he didn't trust them big events they are not interested in changing they're interested in feeding so he chose 12 people and his only focus with them was on leadership development matthew was an accountant luke was a doctor a medical doctor peter james and john owned a fishing company these were businessmen that's who he chose i like business people religious people are problems so these guys were owners of the top business industry because he wanted to produce leaders peter spoke up and said master rabbi which means master teacher you make sense to us in you he says we have found the words that give us life or give our life meaning that's what leaders do leaders give people's lives meaning people will follow you when they receive a sense of significance for their own lives that's why they follow you if you need people to like you and approve of you for you to do what you're doing you are not a leader yet you're a politician true leadership begins with an individual discovering something about themselves and you will never become a true leader until you are introduced to yourself you see when you meet yourself you're always afraid most of you are afraid of yourself because yourself does not agree with who you've become you think you are a shepherd remember Gideon hiding under the floor trembling in fear from the enemy outside and then the manufacturer shows up you are a mighty man of valor Gideon says oh, who are you talking to you see when you meet yourself you can't believe yourself and we are so corrupted by our culture we actually argue with ourselves with good arguments Gideon says I was born in the wrong family born in the wrong clan born on the different side of the track are you crazy people like us don't be valors we ain't mighty warriors we are cowards and the manufacturer says you are a mighty man of valor in other words here we are fussing with ourselves 
You know why I came here to this conference? I came here to introduce you to yourself. What you are doing is embarrassing to God. What you are proud of, he's ashamed of. You got to discover something. And that's where leadership begins. It begins with self-discovery. But leadership begins with how you think. Everyone was created to lead. That's a tough statement. Most of you don't believe that statement. I understand it because it's the same way. There is a contradiction in your mind right now. There's a battle going on. The battle is a question. If everyone was created to lead, then who's going to follow? What happens when they all become leaders? The fact that you ask that question is proof that you've been successfully convinced by your culture that only a certain type and group of people were born to lead while the other masses were designed to follow. That's really what you believe. That's why the question arises. Because you cannot see in your mind everyone being a leader. It, you have problems in your mind. I had the same problems. What I'm teaching you is what I live. And this is why I teach this so hard. Because it is that belief, that subtle belief that's in your mind that's trapping you right now. I'll give you another statement. Write this down. Trapped in every follower is a hidden leader. These are philosophical statements, but they are very important because leadership begins with your belief and your belief system determines your philosophy of life. So your thinking is your life. I'll give you another statement to write down. You were created to lead and designed to dominate. Now the words are very powerful. You don't evolve into a leader. You were created to be one. The manufacturer actually had leadership in mind when he created you. But look at what they've done to you. What have they done to you? This philosophy is not new that I'm teaching. It's as old as God. I want to ask you a question. 40,000 parts or more make up a car. Which part of this car is the most important part of the car. You would probably say the battery because the battery has all the power to get things started. Well, I disagree. If you remove the spark plugs, the battery is useless. So who's more important? Well, I don't know yet. There is a little wire. It's called a terminal wire. The terminal wire costs $4. The battery costs $150. With all the power the battery has, if you remove that $4 wire from the battery's terminal, the battery is useless. All the power trapped in the battery. The battery is useless to the car without a $4 wire. So who's the leader? Who's the most important person in your organization? Is it the CEO or the maintenance woman? Is it the secretary or is it the manager of stores that oversee resources? Who really is the leader? This scenario is an interesting one because that $4 wire can shut the car down. So who's the leader in this whole situation? No one and everyone. Everyone 
is a leader in their area of functioning. We got difference in volume. Every part of the car is a leader in its area of functioning. This is the concept of leadership that God introduced. Write it down. There are two animals that God identified himself with. Both of them are leaders. One is the eagle, the other is the lion. I always wonder why God did this. He knows their qualities and their character. As a matter of fact, Jesus says he is the lion of Judah. Not the puppy or the dog. The lion of Judah. Not the monkey or the raccoon. The lion. God identified himself as a lion. You better study the lion. They remind me of me. They remind me of leadership. Here's some of the lion that's very strange. Number one, the lion is not the tallest animal. He's not the strongest. He's not the biggest. He is not the most powerful. And he's not the most intelligent. And yet he's the leader. What the lion has done is he has canceled all of your excuses for not being a leader. The color of his mane and his skin doesn't inhibit him from being a leader. There are so many animals more powerful than the lion. And yet the lion eats all of them for lunch. As a matter of fact, when the lion sees an elephant, he simply thinks lunch. Why is the lion the leader? Because of attitude. Attitude comes from your belief system and it produces confidence. The lion believes that he can eat an elephant. That belief becomes the source of his confidence because the lion's attitude reduces that elephant to a meal. This is why he's the leader. Leadership is 80% mentality and 20% skill. And this is why skillful people work for those with the right attitude. I want you to study a flock of sheep anywhere. You will never see a leader. There are no leading sheep. It's the only animal in the world that doesn't have a leader. Elephants have a leader. Bulls have a leader. You know, bees have a leader. Everyone except the sheep. He will follow anyone because he has no leader. If someone say you are a sheep, that's not a compliment. I am God's flock. That's not a compliment. We are screwed up even in our theology has made us what we are. An army of sheep led by a lion will defeat an army of lions. If the lions are led by a sheep. What's the moral of this parable? Write it down. Number one. Leadership determines the quality of the followers. Leadership determines the mentality of the followers. You know, a good leader can transform cowards into warriors. Mentality. Leadership is so powerful. It can transform cowards into fearless people. Your morale and your morals can be transformed by the right kind of leader. This is how powerful leadership is. Leadership determines the attitude of the follower. Leadership also determines leadership. the morality of the follower. In essence, leadership determines the commitment of the follower. That's why we need you. We need you to discover your leadership because there are people in your city and they need someone to emerge who will give them hope because leadership determines the destiny of followers. I couldn't say it any better than my own greatest leader of all time, the ultimate leader of life. When he said, if the blind lead the blind, he says, they both fall into the ditch. If the blind lead
which means the leader determines the destination of the followers that's how powerful leadership is let me tell you something about your life you are exactly where someone led you if you don't like where you are right now in your life reconsider changing leadership because I'm giving you what they never taught me in church and that is everyone is a leader pastors are afraid to say that because they don't want no competition in the pulpit they have successfully convinced you that you are useless they meaning your culture and you obey them because you don't know who you were born to be you have no idea what your function is when I discovered who I was I became free from them I began to dictate my own value how do you think and how do you get to think the way you think and what made you think what you think right now where'd you get this attitude from that you have the history that created you is still with you and even though you wear different clothes drive a different car it's the same person it's tough to cut loose we feel ashamed to be in charge it's amazing see when you still carry your history you are afraid of success because you may lose your friends who ain't going nowhere very subtle problems your attitude is so powerful it creates your atmosphere. It also is a source of your natural lifestyle. And if you're going to change your life, you got to change your attitude. Your belief system is the source of your attitude. I know you came and you're thinking, Dr. Monroe, tell us 10 principles of leadership. No, that's not what you need first. You need to change the way you think first. I hate to talk about these things, but I'm just saying. I used to sleep on the floor with roaches. I am from a family of 11 children. One mother, one father. I am number six, right in the middle. We were born in a wooden house on four big rocks in a small, low-income, poor area called Bainstown in the Bahamas in an island seven miles wide. That was my life. Seven miles wide, 20 miles long, poorest part. The house had two rooms. 11 kids now, two bedrooms. One for my mother and father, one for my seven sisters. We slept like sardines. So the four boys slept on the floor. One chicken for 11 kids. Inspiring habit. The neck was delicacy. Listen, this is my life. One pair of shoes for the whole year. If it sprung a hole, I had to put cardboard in it. I remember sleeping with roaches running over my body. I remember waking up in the morning with blotches, blood. I was scratching the mosquitoes that were trapped under the dirty sheet on that mat on the floor. I remember looking up at the ceiling and seeing the stars through it and buckets to catch the water from the rain. I, don't talk to me about poverty. And my father was a Baptist pastor. And I went to church three or four times a week and I slept with roaches. Don't tell me about religion. So when I talk to you from this position I'm talking to, I'm telling you what worked for me. How do you move from the floor with roaches to being called on by heads of states to talk to the entire governments? Something happened in my mind and it began with this verse. Let us make man. The word man here is the word ish, I-S-H, write it down in Hebrew, ish. It's a plural word, which means that God wasn't making a person, he was making a species. 
all of us is called man. For example, we call all dogs, dogs. We call all cats, cats. God called all of us man. Man is the designation of the whole species. It comes in two models, male and female. But it's all man. And then he says, I want to make this particular product in my own image. Write the word image down. See, this stuff is important. This is what set me free. The word image doesn't mean to look like. The Hebrew word means characteristics. Characteristics. Let them have the same characteristics, qualities of God. No Baptist pastor told me that. My father couldn't teach me that. He didn't know it. I had to find it for myself. I have God's character. Wow. What a discovery for a little boy sleeping on the floor. I am just like my father, God. Oh, my mind was changing. The qualities of God is in you. Every one of you, black, white, Asian, it doesn't matter, Puerto Rican, you have God's image. This is not a message for any race of people. It's for humans. You can do anything you dream. You're just like God, your father. Boy, that thing hit me like a bolt of light. Wow. And then the word lightness. I had to look for it myself in the Hebrew. You know what it means? It means to function like. Let us make a creature that has our characteristics and functions like us. That means you function just like God, your father. Which means you got to study how does God function? Because if you don't function like God, you are malfunctioning. For example, in God, the Bible says there's no fear. So when you fear life, you are malfunctioning. So I'm afraid of nothing. I'm telling you, literally, I'm afraid of nothing. That makes me dangerous. A fearless man is a dangerous man. I'm not afraid of death. And that's the highest threat you can give me. And I'm not afraid of death. And you'll find that all true leaders have no fear of death. As a matter of fact, they have an affair with death, all true leaders.